All right. We're rolling. So this week, uh, Jordan's always here. Always. Mr. Jimmy is not always here. But uh, and so we we've gotten this this habit that we do when we bring him on the show. Jordan knows what I'm talking about. Jimmy Jimmy also knows what I'm talking about. We don't tell him what the topic is. He's got to come into it just blind. That yeah. way, he can't fabricate any stories. I, I I'm good with anything you throw at me because I am amphibious and he is capable on water and on land. Yes. <laughs> so this week. Uh, Let's go ahead and throw out the set. Like, we're sitting in the living room at Cottonmouth, so you may hear some dogs walking around. I think Knox is drinking out of the water bowl back there. may hear some people moving around, but other than that, it should be pretty good. So, we wanted to talk this week about how to tar- successfully target, hunt, and kill you, who, whatever is the number one hit list buck. Because, you know, everyone everyone that hunts, you know, like they've got, whether they're in a camp, whether they own ground, whether they're on public land, usually everyone's got like that one buck that they're after. Yeah, you get that picture of that one buck, whether it be night or day, and you're like, oh, I, I like him, I want, I want that one. Right. You know? And so, the you know, the reason we, you know, it seems kind of obvious to me why we'd bring Jimmy on here. He is the hit list man. I think we, like, we had like... However many bucks we had that sat on top of the hit list just last season, I think Jimmy killed all of them. I cleaned the chart. <laughs> <laughs> so who better to have on to talk about it, right? Yeah. But, you know, now, it's always better to be lucky than good. And now, I, I was very lucky. Now we don't even have a hit list. <laughs> <laughs> I took you, care of that. You killed all of them. <laughs> but, but, you know, there's some bucks that sitting on our fireplace up there like that double uh, uh, split-time brow-time uh, buck that Will shot and missed, you know, with his bow and creased the back of his neck. And then 45 minutes, an hour later, he came out on me and Troy, and I shot him. So, so you know, he, he wasn't even on our hit list. It's one of the best bucks we've killed over here. Yeah. So. Deer we didn't even know existed, never yeah. had any pictures. And- but, you know, you know, you take, for example, uh, Rocker. That's, that's kind of – well before you go into that like that's kind of what we were going to spend a lot of time talking on because a lot of people whether they've watched the show listen to the podcast follow along social media all three one or the other you know most of them have at least heard of rocker and rocker is is a picture perfect example of a number one hit list buck i mean he he's a legend here at cottonmouth we started Seeing him when he was like uh, four and a half years old, mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, you know. And when, and when we actually, when we killed him, he was like three years old. I actually went back in our archives and found pictures of him when he was two or three. Really? Yeah. yeah. No. But he like he he was recognizable then. But you look at him when he was I don't remember what age he was, two or three, and you look at him and uh, that's a nice deer, you know. He was not yeah. anything that just outstanding looking at. Three. Yeah. He was a hundred and fifteen inch ten point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got some of those that like you see that are three year olds and you go, Good gracious, that's gonna be a big deer yeah. in a few years. And then we never see them again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you think you don't. You I mean you, you know, don't know what they look you, like and yeah. they change. Because that's like a I think that's a and I'm no biologist, but I think it's a common misconception like just because they look really good at three doesn't mean they're going to blow up. You don't know that, you know. Yeah. And then you because you know on the other hand of that you've got deer like Rocker like you were talking about that. Um, 
like you said, just kind of looked. I mean, didn't look bad, but Man. didn't look like anything. Didn't look like he was going to turn into what he turned into. He, well, we, he put on 40 <sighs> inches in one year. Yeah. And know? we and we put him on the hit list at four and a half when he was four and a half, but bow only. Right. And uh, I know Brad and Will spent a lot of time hunting him. And, and the thing about him, he lived in one small little area. Yeah. We He bedded down in the secret bottom usually. We even knew the tree bedded down in yeah. usually. That but, was, uh, it took us a year to figure that out. Though. Yeah, yeah right. but just running into him. And, and I remember the first time we hunted him, he just he was in that same little area. We had trail cam pictures of him, mainly at night, Yeah, but uh, sometimes in the daytime. And then I had him, you know, the last day of the season one time, it was primitive weapon season, and uh, I think it was like the January 31st in, in Louisiana part, and uh, I had just shot a, a, a nice eight point that we were also hunting, mm-hmm. and we had patterned and hunt, and then out steps Rocker at about 150 yards right. with a bunch of does, and, you know, there I am with a gun, but couldn't shoot him. And that's, that's one of those things, like you were talking, you know, we'd never seen him out in that field before. And it's not like we hadn't hunted that spot. You know? Not in daytime. No. Yeah. yeah. He could have been out there at night. That's true. You know, like a deer like Rocker, those first two seasons we hunted him, I can think of about a 10-day period that he was consistently daylight. Yeah. Other than that, he was strictly yeah. nocturnal. Well, what made the difference, though, with Rocker was the food plots we planted last year. Yeah. You know, and the location of them. You know, my favorite stand on the whole – Cottonmouth is, you know, and we've renamed it Jimmy's Secret Patch. You know, we, we, uh, did, we, is, we did not take a vote on that. that is, we don't have to vote. That this is, is not sure. this is not a dictatorship, but, but, It's wait, been a proposed <laughs> rename. It hasn't been uh, it hasn't been formally well, engaged. You know, yet. pending. You know, I just think y'all to honor me properly, y'all should <laughs> rename it. You know. Uh, you know, I'm already already carrying the show, you know, <laughs> on my back, and it's getting mighty tired. But here I shot, we go. Done I, opened up a can of worms. You know, like the the first uh, buck I really shot here uh, at, at Cottonmouth with a gun was you and I at Secret Patch. At Secret Patch, yep. and uh, then uh, you know we've shot. I've shot some good bucks. Last year I shot. I only have two Arkansas tags yeah. and shot Rocker, and then shot the uh, uh, that other big buck in. So, uh, you know, what what can I say? I think I think Jimmy's secret patch, it kind of sings, you know. Yeah. But, you know, the, the food plots we planted, it was right close to where we knew Rocker uh, was bedding. And, uh, man, they were just the food plots came out so good last year. And that, uh, that brassicas and the turnips and the radishes in there, he just was – yeah. Uh, he, he couldn't he couldn't stand it. well our whole thinking on that was you know we'd been planting our fall mix in the secret patch for last two or three years right and uh by the i don't know first second week of december there's no food left in there so many deer use that spot because yeah. yeah. it butts up to a big bedding yeah. area and there's not really a food plot there's a few around it but there's nothing really really destination wise there yeah they're coming through those plots, eating them down, but they're heading towards our big Arkansas field every at yeah, night, you yeah, know, because yeah. that's where the main groceries are. Oh, our thinking, my thinking on it was, 
you put enough groceries in there to last till January, and we might have a shot at that deer. Yeah, well, it's a pretty big plot. Yeah. And uh, you planted it right, and those turnips, uh, you know, once they get a frost on them, they really, they re- those deer really go for yeah. them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, w- when, you're, when you're hunting a deer like that, you know, like Brad. Brad went in there uh, a week or so before uh, hunting rocker. Mm-hmm. With, with it was gun season, and uh, this other big buck came out, and he just couldn't couldn't resist it. You know, he just such good footage and everything. So he went ahead and shot it, and then Jay, Jordan, you and I went in there, and we said going in, said look, we're only going to shoot one one buck in here, and that's Rocker. No matter what else comes out, that's the deer we're go, that's the deer we're going to try and shoot because we keep shooting in that food plot rocker you know yeah. he ain't stupid he wasn't yeah. stupid no gosh no. and darn dad gum if a buck we call the son of rocker didn't come out at <laughs> four, three four, four o'clock three yeah. thirty four o'clock in the afternoon i mean he's a beautiful buck and you kill that buck later Yep. You never did thank me for that. Thank you. And uh, he just was right there in front of us at 40, 50 yards for, I don't know, a long time. And now, we kept saying. Now, back up here. I watched that TV show. He was not there very long. <laughs> and we were fixing to shoot this deer. It, it seemed like a long time. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> Cough drops. Yes, I did have a little coughing spell there. But... Uh, and uh, you know so whatever and uh and he left the food plot but he was a beautiful bug and just right there See, if, if, I, if this I remember is... it right what i saw i wasn't there it looked like when he first came out it was like a well we're only gonna shoot rocker but then the longer he stood out there which wasn't that long the conversation started to shift like yeah. oh, that's a really nice deer how do you let a deer like that walk away i mean he was a beautiful deer this is why will you come in these podcasts cold <laughs> exactly <laughs> So there's some exciting stuff going on at Primos.com. The first, we're having a pre-Black Friday sale, November 21st through the 24th. We're talking huge savings. Some of these items we're even going to be selling at cost. Second, if you haven't checked out the Custom Mill Shop yet, you need to. They're doing some incredible work, and they've got new products coming out. Euro mount plaques, custom grunt calls, boot pullers, a veteran scene box call. And we're going to be offering all those things from the Custom Mill Shop at 20% off. So what do you have to do to get these deals? The pre-Black Friday sale, the Custom Mill Shop at 20% off. All you have to do is sign up for our email list. Go to primos.com, sign up to be on the email list, and you'll have access to all that and a lot of other cool stuff. So go to primos.com and check it out. Exactly. Well, my memory and your y'all's memory sometimes different. But <laughs> anyway, and and then uh, and then uh, so finally, you know, I I did. I coughed a little bit. I couldn't help it. I was choking, and uh, and then a little while later, out walks Rocker. Gosh Almighty! Which rewind it? I think it was the week or two weeks before. Mm-hmm. Brad and I bow hunted in there. Yep, and. We had seen, uh, we have a trail cam in there. We always have one in there. And if I remember right, it was on it was on time-lapse mode. And, uh, hang on, knock, sit down, sit. You're going to get tangled in them cords. Uh, and we saw in that time-lapse mode of that camera, a, a bit, we could tell it was a big deer. He was, you know, towards the back end of the food plot. And we were like, that might be Rocker. Yeah. You know, we couldn't be sure. But it, either way, it was a big deer. And so when the wind got right, we went in there and bow hunted because uh, it was not gun season yet at that time. And uh, that was the first time that we had seen Rocker in daylight in two years. Yeah. 
Yeah, other than that, we were it's like we were chasing a ghost. Other than when we'd see trail cam pictures, we we hadn't seen him, and uh, that eventually let that what that's what brought Brad Brad in there to gun hunt after gun season opened. Yeah, the 2016-17 season was the only time you saw him once in daylight, and, and, and Brad you and saw Brad saw him once in daylight. But, but I'll tell you this: uh, hunting a specific buck like that, yeah can ruin your whole season i mean brad it about ruined his season because yeah. he kept you know you only got two tags yeah and i think he'd showered he shot one buck in there and he you know he he wanted to shoot rocker with his bow and it just about ruined his whole season yeah you know well you know i think it's just a lot on you know what your goals are yeah like some you know some folks they're like you know, either I kill that deer, or I don't kill one, and uh-huh. if I don't kill one, that's fine. You know, and mm-hmm. but you know, and, and you have to go into it with that mindset. If that's what the deer you want to shoot, yeah. you have to pass a lot of deer. And you, and know? you know, for us, that that's that's we're trying to make TV shows. Right. When we kill a big big buck, it's it's a lot of luck that that's the first big buck yeah. we see. Because <laughs> that, is, that is true. You know, we it's hard for us to pass. Uh, a 125, 130, 140 type buck. Yeah. If we're hunting a, you know, a, a booner, so you, you know, it's just for us, it's hard, and people really don't understand that. No, it, it's yeah. it's definitely a, a, you know, different things to balance than what you know, I guess most are used to. But, uh, I mean, if a guy's got a piece of property that he's got control on, far yeah. as hunting pressure and stuff like mm-hmm. that, if he wants to. He can go the whole season and not shoot a deer, just waiting on that right one, you yeah, know. Yeah. But we're a little different because we do have to make content content for people to watch. So yeah, yeah. and well, I'm, to relate that to something that, that there are folks that you know, like it's all about what your preference, you know. Yeah. Because there's some people that they'll have a one, they'll have a number one hit lister, but then even if they're if they're just hunting, if they may have a number one hit lister, but they see a mature buck that they like, mm-hmm. they don't want to hold out. And if you do that, you know that's that's, that's you. That's the boat I'm in. Yeah, if I got a place <laughs> I'm gonna hunt, yeah, I'd rather kill three four year olds that are you know good deer, yeah, rather than shoot one really big deer, right? Because I just I, yeah. I like had the whole hunting experience, right? Yeah, I guess. And but what I want to go back and and talk about a little bit could, to just focus on a little bit more where we kind of briefly cover the things that we knew about rocker but when we talk about them so quickly you know we hunted that deer for three years yeah you know and so learning all that we did about him that led us to eventually killing him led you to eventually killing him that was three years learning all that it was a whole lot of little little details we implemented to make that happen i think that made it success successful like because it started out broad like i remember the first trail cam picture we got of him when we not the early ones that you're talking about like the ones where we go that's a shooter holy smokes that's a big deer i remember it It was like in late october of 2016 Mm -hmm. and uh at that point we knew okay he's in arkansas yeah and in the arkansas portion of cottonmouth that's all we knew you know we didn't know where he was living where he was staying at that time you mm -hmm. know it took I'd say it took three or four months to kind of figure out his core area. Yeah, yeah. And so from that, more and more, and, and uh, in that same season, because that's when in, we discovered we started running a camera in the secret bottom. Yeah. Not necessarily for that deer, but he showed up on there. Mm-hmm. We go, okay, he's in the secret bottom, which it was in 
you know, when we first saw him, we thought he might might be there, but we didn't know. Yeah. You don't yeah. know, you know. I mean, they're wild animals. They can do what they want. Well, th- those trail cameras have made so much of a difference mm-hmm. now where, where you can really pattern a buck like him. Right. And like I said, he was e- pretty easy to pattern. Yeah. He just didn't move much in the daytime. It, yeah, it, it, he was easy to know where he liked to be. Yeah. It was just a matter of – Where his home was. Yeah, getting him to move in the daylight, which is obviously a big deal. He can't hunt him at night, you know. So – and that was the thing about him that is – and you'll find – I mean, obviously other bucks do like that too. Uh-huh. But, you know, sometimes someone someone could very easily have a number one hit lister that does not have a tight core area like that. Yeah. Rockers was very small. And, you know, we've seen – you know, we've got three states here at Cottonmouth. They're all together. You yep. know, you can drive to, to any of the three states. And we've seen deer in Mississippi in the morning, bucks in Mississippi in the morning – It'll be at the far end of our place in Arkansas mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Put that you in, know, when they're chasing does and whatever. To put that in perspective, it, that is like eight miles. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. our property run, runs long ways north and south. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's incredible. Not Rocker. Uh-uh. Yeah. Rocker, Rocker had a home base. And then you'll have, you know, like we, we say it does happen every year because, you know, here the, our rut starts to happen in December. We start seeing bucks pop up that we had no idea we had. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, I can think of one right now that I have no idea where that deer lives, and that's that big eight from last year, the big wide eight. We had pictures of him at uh, between that, the lakes. Yeah. We had pictures of him at Oak Tree Road, and then three weeks later we had pictures of him on the south side of Mississippi, at which Dave's. is almost eight, nine miles yeah. south. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, when, you know, like I said, Rocker, it's a whole different – there's not like there's one specific formula. Yeah. To getting on these deer there's a couple things that stay consistent with it like again trail cameras were a huge help yeah well and, and two being very careful when you hunted him yeah the wind making sure that you had the right wind and 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 keeping the pressure down in his core areas you know we would uh you know when we'd go around checking cameras and 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 stuff like that putting up blinds we kind of avoided rocker's mm-hmm. core area kept it quiet as we could yeah. and just you know let just just kept the pressure down yeah. and there were some mistakes along the way like you said because uh a, a remark you made earlier you said something we even knew the tree that he liked to bet under sometimes well you know how we knew that yeah because me and brad bumped him out from under it <laughs> yeah because we miscalculated we we thought we, we knew secret bottom and we th- but we, i mean you know obviously not not on purpose we thought that our access to this spot we had a a, a tree stand kind of in the secret bottom but kind of on the fringe of it thought we were safe going in that way we were walking in one day the wind was good for the stand that we were going to but rocker was bedded right there on the edge yeah. in some thick stuff under yeah. a treetop and, and i remember when we saw that deer we both like no one we didn't have to say it we knew immediately who, who that deer was and I'm sure Brad's my facial expression was the same as Brad's. I mean, because we, we felt like our heart had fallen out of our chest. We're yeah. like, no, we did not just do that. Yeah. But you know, like for the most part, like you said, we tried very, very hard to leave him undisturbed. Yeah, and especially like in Arkansas, we we try and as best we can to use only our electric Polaris yep. buggies, mm-hmm. keeping those sounds. Out. I mean, I've seen I've seen deer out in the field be watching them. And somebody will come by on a four-wheeler or they'll hear a four-wheeler or they'll hear a gas buggy and the deer will step in the woods as soon as that thing is, before they even see it. And then 
as soon as the buggy or whatever passes, out they come. I mean, they 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 pattern us. Yeah, they pattern us. Oh yeah. Too. I mean, they, they they. I don't care. I've said this before. You know, I don't care how much time you spend hunting, how much time you spend in the tree, ground blind, whatever, scouting. You don't spend more time in those woods than those deer do. Mm-mm. That's their home. <laughs> you know, where they, they live. there for 360, well, our deer stayed here for about 90 days this year. But yeah, on, a normal, on a normal yeah. year. That was the other thing that was interesting about, about Rocker, you know, because uh, folks ask a lot, especially when they hear about, you know, the flooding or whatever. They're like, what about the spots where the deer live? Like, they go right, right back to it. They have got an internal GPS. Yeah. He knows exactly where his home is. I, I, know, I know for a fact they do because Rocker, for all those three years that we hunted him, his home went underwater at oh, some point. 20 foot of water. And <laughs> every year it'd go back down, he'd be right back in there yeah. yep. every time. It wasn't like it was just flooded a little bit where he could find a high spot to wait it out on. He had to leave. Mm-hmm. He had to go get somewhere. I don't know exactly where he went, but I know he came back. Yeah. Hey, do y'all think it's too early to start shopping for Christmas gifts? We don't think so, and we want to help you out. So at Primos.com right now, you can get $100 off Surround View Blinds. That's right, $100 off Surround View Blinds. Head on over to Primos.com and check it out. I mean, within the 10-acre block. Yeah. And here's one thing that uh, just to get, I mean, like just to, I think is something kind of a, a good point to make. Like Rocker, when we first started hunting him, he was every bit 170-inch deer. Yeah. Plus. Easy. Uh, and when we killed him, when Jimmy killed him three years later, he was not that anymore. No. Still a very big deer. But it's in the 160s, but he had, he had, uh, he had gone down. Yeah. Uh, but he's still a beautiful deer, and he's. I'm looking at him up right now, yeah. up there hanging on the wall. You see, was, at that point though, it didn't really matter, you know, because he hunted that deer for so long. It wasn't as much about his antlers anymore. It was no. just all the history you had with him. It was about figuring him out and finally accomplishing your goal. Right. But you know what was funny was what's different here. Uh, all of us, Will, Brad, Troy, you, and Jordan, we were all we were all looking to kill that deer. And when we finally killed it, yeah, I, I was the guy that happened to pull the trigger. But it was just – it was like we all had yeah. felt the success of finally yeah. uh, killing Rocker. And it, it's, it's, it's weird, or it's almost like surprising how much of an impact an animal like that can have on you. Because I can remember when we first got here this year and we're first, you know, like getting stuff, you know, just – everything you do for early season whitetails you know we're running some trail cameras or whatever and uh brad and i were in the secret bottom we were checking some acorn trees and i said i was talking to brad i said you know i said it's honestly it's weird to be in here and not be thinking about trying to kill rocker oh i know because that's what we did for the longest time you know everyone that's all we talked about well rocker 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 became a part of us and uh and really i it, it, it was great, but it was sad in a way, yeah. you know, like, to to finally take him. Uh, to talk about how, like, serious we got about giving that deer space, you know, yeah. hunting him right. Uh, we got a stand we called Buckshot 3, and Troy killed Mufasa out of that stand in 2016. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we ha- that was right close to where Rocker was living, we found out, figured yeah. out. yeah. We didn't hunt that stand for two years, just scared we were going to push Rocker out of there. Yeah. we, Me and Lake hunted there yesterday, and we were talking about that. It's like, you know, I hadn't been in a stand in three years. 
because yeah. we were this was an area you know designated for sanctuary for rocker mm-hmm. yeah and that's just i mean it's kind of crazy how many yeah. little details we did to make that successful yeah because i think that's a part of it man you know like it, it's uh it's something about something about a, an animal like that that was like you said, was as patternable as he was to like know so much about where he lived at, yet we had such a hard time getting him in front of us. Yeah. You like a develop, there's like a level of respect that you gain for that animal. You know, you just, I don't know. It's something that's hard to articulate exactly, you know. But but if you're talking about these guys, whoever's listening to this, trying to, you know, figure out how to kill their top hit lister buck. Yeah. If you ain't got one that's not showing, it's only showing up for like two weeks a year. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to kill that deer. Yeah. If you got one that's showing up pretty regular, but at night, you got a chance if you play your cards right. Yeah. What I always say, and I say it just because I've seen it done here and and on other places, um, you know, you have a spot, you know, kind kind of not. I mean, this isn't specific to rocker. This kind of like what you're saying. There's several times that you know you'll have a deer showing up, maybe at one spot or a couple different spots in the same area, but he's only nocturnal. Personally, if if I'm dead, if I'm dead set on hunting that deer, I'm staying out of there. Yeah, I tell you another thing, dude. When you're hunting these food plots, like you know that, that like we did to get rocker, mm-hmm. don't don't kill your does in the food plot yeah because you want those does feeling comfortable and you want a lot of them in that food plot yeah. Yeah. Kill, kill your does in the woods kill them somewhere else somewhere else but yeah. if you're hunting that particular buck you know don't do it there yeah one thing i learned when i started working at giles island it's been seven years ago now eight years ago is i'd never heard of this before but they did not shoot does on food plots with rifles just to keep the banging down, yeah. you know, yeah, which is very smart because those deer learn that that bang means danger very quick. Yeah, and uh, I got fortunate enough when I started Mossy Oak, we started a club up there. It was, you know, pine ground, paper company owned it, and uh, we implemented that same tactic on food plots. But I don't think it was all the food plots, but it was several of the bigger ones, not uh-huh. shooting them with guns. Yeah. And it was pretty amazing how that even went from one year shooting, you know, does and stuff on food plots to the next year. You're seeing a lot of deer in daylight. Yeah, yeah. You know. And you know, just how we would, you know, you'd be you'd be in your double bull or your tree stand, and you know, it would be night. It, you know, it'd get dark, and it was time to leave. And but you'd have a food plot full of uh, deer out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So you know, trying to figure out a way to get out of there without spooking them. You know, you can make uh, you know, all kind of critter sounds, whatever, yeah. to, you know, to get them, you know, to leave the field that, but without knowing it's humans. Yeah. Anything other than them, than that, I think is a better alternative. I know something that I've seen several people do is that if they have a buddy nearby, get them to drive their truck in there. Yeah. That is, I mean, you're still scared of the deer. You're still spoken them, but that is, I, I promise you, I've seen it. That's a lot better they're, than them seeing you. Yeah, they're not afraid. They're not as afraid of a vehicle or, yeah. or a buggy or whatever as they are of somebody walking. I've seen people make sounds like coons fighting. I've seen Jordan do that. Uh-huh. Uh, any anything is better. It was like that sound. It may sound funny, but I'm. I I think those li- There's so many little things you can do that add up to chances of success. 
Yeah. Is is my line of thinking. It's not just one thing. Yeah. Luck is still the number one thing you got to have. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah. Luck and low, low pressure on yeah. that buck. No doubt. One thing that I just had the example pop up into my mind, uh, like we were talking about, you got a buck in one area, but he's at nighttime, and you don't go in there. Uh, you mentioned him earlier as Mufasa. Mm-hmm. With Mufasa that year, that was uh, we knew about Mufasa before we knew about Rocker. They right? showed up at the same time. Did they? Yep. I thought we saw Rocker. I thought we saw Mufasa same, sooner. Within right? a couple weeks. Right. Well, uh, Mufasa started showing up at Buckshot Ladder Number Three under that acorn tree, and the only time we ever went in there was to pull that card. Yep. And this is no guff. A hundred percent how it happened. You remembered. You were there. Uh, I remember, Jimmy, you had to leave. I think you and Brad left. It was yeah. just me, Jordan, and Troy. We pulled that card that day like we were just running cameras. It was a Friday morning because yeah. we usually leave here at Friday at lunch going home for the weekend. And every time we had been getting – I mean, we fully expected to get pictures of Mufasa from that camera. We'd been getting them, but they'd been at night. And we checked them that day. We were in the truck, and he showed up in the daylight. And we said, it's time. And Troy, that was the first time we hunted him. The first time we hunted him. Me and Troy went in there. I was filming. Troy was hunting. He showed up. Because mm-hmm. there had been no human pressure except for pulling those cards. Yeah. Which now, like, and, I, like, this is just the honest truth about it. Like, I know if you've heard, if you've listened to any of this podcast, I know it seems like we put tons of emphasis on lack of pressure on the woods. But I guess we've all kind of turned into – freaks about that because we've seen what what benefits it can have but like with those cell cameras you don't have to go in there until it's time to change a battery that's what i was going to say it has really changed the way this this works is if that's the best thing you can do is invest in four or five cell cameras if you've got a buck you want to really target yeah put those cameras out get a 32 gig card fill them up with lithium batteries and they'll run for a while yeah and uh, you sit sitting there looking at it when the time gets right, you go in there, mm-hmm. you know. Because, yeah. I mean, you may only have a day or two period when he's showing up in daylight, then he goes back nocturnal for whatever reason. Right. But you will sit there and watch them, or if you just got regular cameras, make a designated day a week to go pull them at lunch when the wind is right, not blowing in that area where you think he yeah. is. And yeah. You'll, you'll get him eventually. Yeah. He's going to mess up. It's just waiting on him to do it. Just wait, picking the right time to go in there after yep. him. I think that's huge. I mean, just like the deer I killed last year with you, the big deer Jimmy passed, he showed up in a spot. We pulled cameras that day, and he was showing up in a spot that he had not been ever that in, we knew of. In daylight. In daylight. We it was like we have – the wind was bad wrong for the stand we had set up there. Yeah. We was like, we've got climbers. We've got to go hunt there this afternoon because he may not be there anymore after – Right. yesterday yeah we didn't know if he's gonna show up that day or not yeah but it was just was, kind of winging a prayer but we got somewhere we could get the wind right yeah he was in the daylight the day before that and you got to go when they're moving in daylight y'all were in climbers and them darn and climbers with 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 lake the king of ding oh yeah and he didn't make any noise oh we made a little noise but we got up there early <laughs> you, you, know? and, you and brad ferris can't talk anymore oh, y'all talk y'all talk too much <laughs> king of ching but that that's the number that'd be the number one thing i would say if a guy's wanting to hunt a yeah a deer he's got his eyes on his weight till that time is right absolutely yeah. and that look that itself that applies i don't care if you've got five thousand acres or 20 yeah that that applies to that no matter what mm-hmm 
because you're still that buck is going to be reacting to the amount of human pressure put on him absolutely these deer when the, once they get to four and a half years old yeah they act like a totally different animal mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think I, i'm trying to think of stuff just to kind of wrap up any if there's anything that we've missed that we could have covered the only thing that i could think of is like i know we've hint we've talked about trail cameras but talking about like putting them in spots where you can slowly figure out where that deer is yeah you got to have enough uh enough trail cameras to really put a i guess an area around where you think this deer might be yeah and you might get lucky and figure them out that way that patterning yeah Yeah. because you know like the the amount of trail cameras that we ran in arkansas was a huge part in us being able to figure out all right he's he's in this area yeah and then we were slowly able to tighten that down to go okay he's right here and a big thing to me like these guys in these clubs and stuff you know it's it's very it's aggravating to me it used to be when i was in a club and uh these guys they had these pictures not wanting you to kill this deer (laughs) yeah but they're hurting all everybody in the club if somebody's got pictures and the other guys got pictures and they don't even know it you know if you share all this information y'all can figure that deer out yeah I was always the kind of person in the in a deer club that no one really understood because I just kind of told what I knew. I was the same way at our, <laughs> our camp, and you know, I got there. these deers over no, there. No, when, when they asked me, they say, "Where'd you kill him?" I'd say, "In the woods." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That same well, attitude, that comes from turkey hunting. You know, that same attitude does not apply to turkeys, but no. to bucks it did. I just yeah. told them. <laughs> I mean, if you're in a, if you're in a camp, I strongly would advise everybody sharing stuff because that's going to help the whole camp out eventually i agree The next year you know even if you don't get that buck that year the next year y'all may have another one that if somebody shares information about him you may get it yeah because we don't i mean like i mean we joke about hiding stuff from each other here but everyone knows what goes on yeah i mean we we, everybody we have got a deal going here that i mean everybody knows everything and that way when the time's right, we go yeah. in there. There's, Sometimes I know too much. <laughs> so there's yeah, there's six of us. Way, we, way overload. Yeah, and we know what's going on with you know between each other. We share information, and it, I mean honestly, it helps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially like if one person hunts a stand, you know, and you figure out that the wind's not just perfect for it, and you, hey. Next time you go in there, hunt it with this wind. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Well, helps. we help each other decide where to go. You know, where do you think I ought to do this? Where, you know, what's going on there? And and uh, it's, mm-hmm. um, it helps us. Yeah. But I tell you what, guys. Uh, I love hunting here at Cottonmouth, but really this year it's it's kind of uh, I'm not quite. You know, it's something different about it because Rocker ain't here. Yeah, it's it's different. Well, but we got but. It tomorrow's another day tomorrow's another day we got to find us a new hit list yeah that's right that's right so good yeah anyhow i think we hit everything we wanted to hit on thank y'all for listening as always if you have any questions send them in to the instagram or the facebook page and as always thank you for listening to the speak the language podcast and if you really want to know the right thing call me at the office and not lake yeah if you uh if you instagram message me or jordan we will give you jimmy's cell phone number you can call him he likes to take phone calls between 3 and 4 a.m so only call <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll Appreciate see y'all it. all right